Hello and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. A semi-edited, story-driven, real-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Before we start this month's episode, we want to take a quick moment to tell you about the mapping software we use to enhance our tabletop experience. Arkenforge. Arkenforge is software specifically tailored for battle map creation and presentation. We here at Bedlam Social Hour swear by it and encourage anyone looking for a virtual tabletop solution to check out Arkenforge. Use our affiliate code, Peace in the Chaos, to get $5 off Arkenforge's Master's Toolkit to start enhancing your virtual tabletop games today. Secondly, if you haven't yet, please check out our new monthly bonus content, Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D conversation, where our group sits down and talks about various topics relevant to tabletop role-playing game theory and execution, as well as answer questions posed by our various listeners. We plan to release these short bonus episodes on the 15th of each month, and would love it if you'd join us. Feel free to submit questions or topic ideas through any means found in our link tree or website, peaceinthechaosproductions.com. Now... We want to wish you a happy new year and thank you once again for joining us as we continue to create our story. We hope you enjoy. Last session, upon waking after a skirmish with a strange desert beast made of sand and some reanimated clockwork arachnid constructs, the party set out once more with renewed resolve. Initially, their journey brings them to a point where the desert transitioned to a plain of sheer glass. While not necessarily an obstacle in and of itself, the new surface eventually proved to be a significant threat when an upheaval caused the land to fracture and splinter, severely startling Mr. Stunklebottoms and grievously injuring Bojack. Through quick action and magical healing, the looming crisis was mitigated. Unfortunately, however, the coach was rendered damaged beyond repair and Bojack was significantly slowed. A short jaunt farther, and the party realized that the once-distant electrical storm was now upon them, and the threat of electrocution was indeed prevalent. With mixed opinions of seeking shelter versus powering through the violent storm, the group took an opportunity to investigate a rock grouping where they discovered a passageway leading into the earth. Upon realizing that the path was too small for beasts of burden, Brax convinced the horses to attempt to return to the safety of civilization. Freed to journey onward, the party discovered a ruin-filled room supposedly asserting a need for blood. After an aggressive, sanguine effort, the party unfortunately failed to discover any secrets the space might hold. Time passed, and their investigation was briefly hampered by the introduction of a handful of desert beasts also seeking shelter from the storm. The group quickly dispatched the attackers and hastily integrated the corpses into their bloody efforts, still to no avail. At that point, the party accepted defeat and proceeded back out into the storm, given that any potential shelter the previous space would afford was now sullied with copious amounts of blood, guts, and an overall general carnage. It is here where we resume our story, with the party having just ventured back out into what can easily be defined as the most violent electrical storm that any of them have ever experienced. telling you, V, this ain't no worse than the storm we saw a couple months back, okay? This ain't nothing. It looks pretty, uh... This certainly ain't the most violent storm I've seen, okay? This is not that bad. Well, I disagree. We're about halfway through. Come on, let's just finish it out. You think we're only halfway? I was really hoping we'd be, like, right there. Well, there's no trees about. We better push through. The sooner we get going, the sooner we'll get through it. Well, head down, then. Let's go. No offense, Knuckles. I won't be walking by you. I was about to say, I'm, 
I am still ducking my head and trying to be lower than Valreal. Where are all these uh, scavenged pieces at? Are they in the bag? You're talking the uh, pieces we scavenged from the... Did we send them with the horse? I've got some metal on me. I've got their clockwork spider pieces on me. Just to... I don't know if you're interested in having that information. Some are in the bag. Some are with the horses. All right. All right, a couple points of uh, observation before you get to walking too hard. Uh, Let's have everybody roll a survival check. 18. 21. 15. Uh, 18 as well. Five. Everybody, with the exception of Valryl. Now I'm ducking lower than Mjolnir. No, you think everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a little rain. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Everybody else... You have some hubris in saying, oh, this is nothing, we'll get through it. But this lightning is intense, and it is close, and all four of you might be second-guessing your decision to power through. I mean, if you don't want to get hit by lightning. Now remind me, do the effects of items stack? Nope. All right, maybe, maybe I was wrong. It's, it is pretty bad out here. What? Uh, maybe we should turn around. What do you think, Valrio? No, I think we just keep going. It's just a little drizzle. We'll have to run it. It's We've like come this holding far. Holding my arm up over my face to kind of block the wind and protecting rain from your my eyes. one good eye. <laughs> my eye, yes. The socket fills up. <laughs> Which way we go? Which way we going? I can't even see it over all those clouds. Which way is the damn hill? Oh, there it is. Roll survival to see if you charge off in the right direction. Dirty twenty. Nineteen. Wait, are you guys all running in different directions? <laughs> I, no, I yeah. figured I'd be figuring. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm running in the right direction. Twenty-two. Really? I've got a twelve, but I'm gonna. Anybody who set out with over. It's right over there. Seventeen. You can't really see, but you're confident that you are continuing in the direction towards the earthen woven lilac. How far? How far do you see is over there? I mean, it's this is bad, man. I don't know if we can do this. It's hard to gauge my. Through this mess, say the best we can hope for is to hold up in this little room or run for it. Spread out. It ain't that bad. We'll just run for it. You guys good? You want to run? Well, I'm not scared. I mean, I have like right. resistance items. <laughs> Breaking off. Well, we're gonna sit in that room and wait for it to pass. But, but before we go, I do have two items, two different items that offer lightning resist. I'll take one of those. So, Grom is my husband. I'm going to give him my cloak, since my necklace is also lightning resist. Well, way to be a team player. Why'd you even tell me then? That's so... That wasn't meant as an announcement to the party. That was a... Uh, oh, so you're just handing me a cloak real quick? Too. Yeah. Here, this will protect you. I thought you were just monologuing all this. Like, Grom <laughs> is my husband. He gets all the good stuff. When I die. <laughs> all right, so... Buckle this on. Let me write that down. I'll completely forget I'm wearing a damn cloak. Uh, also, we need to double check how long it takes to attune to something. Oh, I thought she's just giving it to me to protect me from the rain. Fair. Um, I did tell you it does protect from lightning. So anybody could have overheard that if they want. I need to get one of those. You think I could hide underneath it? Can we all hide underneath it? Well, yeah. If we just hold it up in front of everybody, and make a big <laughs> like tent. How about I just put ground on my back? You need to use it. Hand it over to you. You really don't. I'll, I'll wear it. You don't want to wear this. You're gonna get I, struck by lightning out if there. We make if it we through. Give it back. <laughs> and I'm gonna put my arm over my head and I'm gonna start trudging. I suppose if everybody else is ready to go. Yeah, I'll throw that on. Throw it on while you're running. Let's go for it. Start working. Oh yeah, I'll start walking right behind you. Man. I'm gonna try to keep a steady pace. 
want to choose a pace I can maintain. I'm just keeping up with them right now. I'm going to slow down as to not outpace everyone. This is where Miramilnir dies. Fortune favors the bold, they say. And Rangar, captain of the Riptide, arises. I'm pretty sure the average Latin strike kills me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let him hit you. Well, I guess we're going to be dodging them. Well, here's an interesting thing. I, uh, uh, did you know that a cat's faster than a snake? How can you talk and run, damn it? Keep Not up. sure what the house to do with their current situation. It was like Latin and fast. Those, you know, those little kitty cats were Latin and fast. I'm just huffing and running. Yeah, I'm just falling behind you. I'm trying to make heavy pace. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to roll to see how many times you get hit. Wait, well, how often? How many times? How, many, how often <laughs> okay. you get hit. How about if? if okay, yes. I like if, if better. If you get hit. I'm going to roll to see <laughs> if like, you uh, get hit. So this first go around, let's just do this. Let's everybody roll me a d20. Nine. Twelve. Six. Eight. Oh, no. Eleven. Ah, back to the room. <laughs> Miramilnir, with a flash of lightning, you take 21 lightning damage. I am gone. What? I was at 14. That puts me at a negative It's you're just unconscious. It wasn't enough yeah. to go Seven that right deep. Now. A lightning crashes, and Miramilnir falls to the ground. Did I see it in the storm while I'm running? Yeah, you know, in the party line, where I figured I was right behind... You would have heard it, but it's been hitting all around you. Right. I mean, if lightning landed just right in front of us, I'm assuming we were running pretty close. Are we blind? You're in front. I would I'm say. I'm in front? Yeah, because yeah. you're the one that took off. They all followed you. Oh, I figured he was in front because he was a million miles per hour. No, he actually stated he was checking his pace. Keeping oh. pace with us, yeah. Fair. So I heard it hit. We would have felt it, though. You feel that kind of power hit when it's that close. I will also say, as you started running before you moved to help Mermelnir, uh, Tylor, the wound in your leg is burning a little bit more than average. Oh, shit. And it's noticeably causing a little bit of a limp, a little bit of a gait in your run. Okay. I'm just trying to suck it up. On the bright side, all my semi-open wounds have probably been immediately cauterized. <laughs> <laughs> and you smell delicious. <laughs> is that steak we smell? Uh, I'm in turn see if I can see if anybody was hit. Yes, there is a smoldering amethyst dragonborn probably about 15 feet behind you. Knuckles! Oh no, what happened there? You know, I'm going to run over to him. Uh, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on you. Before you do that... Oh man... Would the four of you roll me a d20, please? Not one. No. <laughs> Not one. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, That's a nine. So I got two net ones here. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yes. God, we're dying. Oh, God. We Game saved, over. We did the save point. I know we did the save point. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Reload from room. Uh, Valryl and Grom, please each roll me a d20. 11. 18. Grom, another lightning bolt blast into you, doing 14 electrical damage. 14 electrical damage. And as you move by Valryl, the energy arcs through you and out of you into Valryl, doing 7 electrical damage. God bless hell? I think it's time to go back to the get room. out of here. Let's I'm go. I'm sliding towards Yomonir, and I'm casting, yeah, casting Cure Wounds. Yep, you're able to cast the spell since you were not interrupted by a lightning bolt. So you got 9 plus 3, 12. Get, get up. We, we got a rage. Grab out my dagger and I'm gonna try to scoop Knuckles up and use that extra strength to help me. And then I'm gonna just dash back for the cairn. We're turning back. Yeah, we gotta I'm go. Just we following. gotta go. I, run, run, run. Keep going. Do not stop. 
When I feel my rage starting to fail, I'm gonna drag that knife across my chest. I'll take whatever damages I need. How far did we get from their room, from the cavern? Probably say about 10, 15 minutes. Okay. You're hustling back. Um, Tyler, as you move to keep up with the hurrying party, I'm falling behind. Falling behind a little bit. I'm looking for any other place of shelter as well. Okay, nope. You took off and it was just windblown sand. Very grateful for my lightning necklace right now. <laughs> just saying. Don't you die on me. How tall is Grom? I'm short. I'm 5'8". You're dragging on both sides. <laughs> well, that magical healing did help you quite a bit. Yeah, as soon as Grom starts grabbing me and dragging me, I'm starting to kind of pick up. and I'm going to have one more dice roll here. And I'll say you guys make it back to... The entrance to the blood room. Go inside the blood room. Yeah, we're gonna go inside. So we're gonna revisit this. We gotta figure it out this guy time, guys, because that's not gonna work. All right, are you going down the stairs? Yeah, this time I'm gonna close the door behind us. Yeah, I was actually gonna sit down and start shoveling all that sand that had built up. And Teamwork. Just... We don't want those monsters following us in again. I was just gonna go kind of find a step and just kind of lay back and rest and let my head smolder a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna lay it down as soon as we open the door and cut inside. Probably not overly softly. I'm tired. There's a long way to carry you. Alright, you close the door, sheltering yourself from the aggressive elements out in the desert. I collapse against the wall, exhausted, just trying to catch my breath. Having just been struck by lightning, I'm not doing the best. I kind of look down and inspect the wound, see what it looks like. Uh, remind me who has dark vision? I do. When you close the door, not a lot of light in here. Tyler, with your low light, you can see that I believe it was a bite wound um, in your thigh. Looks pretty nasty. Looks like a bite wound, but that burn, you kind of poke and prod a little bit. You know, is that a little bit of necrotic flesh in there that's starting to work its way? It, it's insistent and persistent. Oh. Do we? Do I notice her messing with her leg? Mm, not in this light. I'm gonna cast light. On what? Yeah, my most immediate item is probably gonna... I'm gonna cast it on my necklace, because then it kind of is there. Well, that's a cool necklace. Can it always do that? Is that like a... just a little spell on the necklace you do that makes it glow up like that? Yeah, just light. Hey, how is he? How's he? Oh, you're still with us there, Knuckles? <sighs> yeah. Why, why'd you get struck by lightning so hard? You, should, you shouldn't have let that happen to you. Believe it or not, this is not the first time. I feel like that should have been, like, important information. Well, look at the size of me. Well, I got it too. Honestly, I, I thought I'd be alright with you out there. Okay, so... It looks like we're stuck in this room. That's definitely not our option. Um, What time of the day is it? Um, After that ordeal, it's getting on to be about six in the evening. Time to make camp in the stairwell. I'm going to think back to the fact that uh, Brax always seems to be doing healing stuff. Be like, hey, you look at this bite. Does it look funky to you? Uh, yeah, I'll take a look at it. Roll medicine. It's kind of burning. 17. With a 17, you notice that, yep, it's a bite wound, but oh, it's, no, you've seen these things for, and if you if they go unattended, they fester and just get worse. Oh yeah, that's, I mean, that's real bad. You got to get that. Well, we need to get that thing taken care of and fixed up for you. Also, with a 17, you would know that it would take, logistically, a few days of successful medicine checks to keep it from getting worse. Or, potentially, magical remedy. Get you deep there, love, did he? Uh, yeah, uh, looks like it. I can I can wrap it up for you, but I can't do much more today. I, I'm exhausted from doing all that running out there. And to be honest, some of that, I feel static up. I don't know about you guys. 
So it looks like we've got this door closed. It's probably gonna get barricaded with the sand on the outside. Maybe we should uh, rest. Hey, what's wrong with your leg there, love? I got bit by one of those beasties. I'll take a look at it. You can roll a medicine if you'd like. I don't know that I have a medicine. Eleven. Notice anything out of the usual? It's torn open pretty good. It was whatever got her. You know those teeth were pretty jagged. The wound's pretty torn up. Uh, say with your history of hunting beasts and whatnot, I think you, you could potentially uh, know that several beasts of this world don't just deliver standard lacerations. Sometimes their saliva can uh, make things a little bit more difficult. Do I understand that it looks like it's decay? You're right on the edge, yeah. Especially after, kind of, if Brax said a few things about that. I mean, really all we can do is wrap it up for now. I mean, I can't, like, I can't do anything right now for it. I've been trying, and it just ain't working. Would it help to cut that part out? No, I don't think it would help. <laughs> you were just... What do you do? <laughs> you cut off the offending part. <laughs> I was just asking. That's, is that, that seems like your first step to everything. I bet every time you got a little sliver in a finger, you've had, you probably have friends without fingers because they're just like, well, take that finger off. What, what else are you supposed to do? Well, seems right now the best thing we can do is get some rest. I couldn't agree with you more. So you went ahead and dressed that wound? Yeah, if, uh, I don't have any cloth, but if somebody... Y'all, y'all have any cloth that I can... I just handed you that cloak. Here, I got... It's a nice cloak, though. I'm just going to start tearing some shreds out of my kind of kilt type thing. Careful where you shred it there, Knuckles. You managed to get enough. There's a couple burnt edges on the cloths, but uh, you can get something sufficient to clean it up and dress it up. Yeah, so has it, like, flash cauterized all of my open wounds? Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious about that. You looked super cool when you got struck by lightning. You were not (laughs) bleeding, I'll just say that. Uh, Brax, the 17, when the medicine um, allowed you to identify the situation um, in order to dress it uh, sufficiently so that it does not get worse in the near future, please roll me another medicine check with advantage because of the 17 that you rolled. 22. All right, very good. You dress it and are happy with the results. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you for patching her up. I'll go ahead and just make sure that our door seems extra well barricaded before I start heading back down to the room downstairs. I'll probably just sleep right against this thing and make sure nothing comes in. Plus, that room's a little gross now. It's really bad down there. I'm not afraid of there. a little gore, especially if the gore was created by us. Does it smell pretty bad up here at the top, or is it... i say there's probably not a whole lot of airflow to really bring it up. No, and it really hasn't had a lot of time to start to... You know, honestly, the worst part is probably any bowels that got torn apart or evacuated when those things got destroyed. But as far as the rot of roadkill, it's still fairly fresh. I suppose we could drag those beasts out. There's not Fire much left of them. You got a shovel? We can scoop it out. So, Grom's gonna sleep by the door. I was gonna sleep kind of by the top of the stairs and just kind of lean back on them. I'm gonna say with the platform at the top, there's probably enough room for Grom and Miramonir if they want to stay up there. However, the stairs aren't going to afford anybody any rest. You might be exhausted. You might fall asleep on the stairs, but... No, I was planning on going all the way to the bottom. Like I said, I, I'm not bothered by the gore. I've been through war. You sure you want to sleep there? Sleep there? I could... I, either one of you, I can... You want to be by the door? I can sleep by the door for you if you want. No? All right, I'll go downstairs then. Honestly, the way the whoops, sand has piled up so quickly just in the time that we were gone, it's probably going to block us in anyways. That came 
indoor? It was or? a push, yep. Whoa, whoa, wait, so you're saying we're trapped down here? Well, if it's a push indoor, it's gonna get... we can be able to get out. Oh, never mind. It's gonna bury us? I don't... <sighs> I don't like getting buried. This is not... <laughs> is this smaller than it was? <laughs> Suddenly claustrophobic. I remember these halls being bigger. I'm gonna cause fat fog cloud again. <laughs> no one sees me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go down and right at the landing there. And... Alright, so we're sitting up here in the dark. I'm slumped against the wall. You probably already hear my snoring. I'm doing about the same. I'm just leaning back and trying to sleep. Right before I doze off. I can't believe I had to carry your big ass <laughs> all the way back here. Now you owe me, Knuckles. Next time you carry me. I can't believe you were able to carry me. I was a little shocked myself. You're heavier than I thought, and I thought you were heavy. I'm glad you don't carry a whole bunch of extra stuff. You'd still be out there. Well, I appreciate you helping me back. Hey, for weird as it would look, and for as hot as people think it would be, you're my brother for sure. I'd have carried you even if we didn't make it back. All right, down in the blood room. I think best plan of action is rest. And once we were all rested and feeling a little bit better, then we can start contemplating this room again. I don't see us making it out of that storm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see how we can get through the storm if it's always going on like that. And as for this room, this thing's just way too confusing for me. Just make it, make it like it is up there down here. We're supposed to just bring sand down here, throw it out the walls, make it all stormy, right? Soak up the blood. Wait a second, we should get sand and soak up all this blood. I just had a thought. I don't know where it came from. My muse. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but what do you think, Valriel? I think this room is icky. This is so gross down here. (laughs) It is. It is gross. What gut pile are you going to rest against? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Rarely do I hear the term gut pile. But let me tell you, sir, it has an effect. <laughs> it paints a picture immediately <laughs> like nothing else. Oh, I was just going to lean up against you, so... Mel's a little bad, so I don't know if we get much rest. I'm going to pull out the haversack, and I'm going to set it up against the wall and kind of use that as a rest. Are you just laying down in the blood? I'm going to try to find the least bloody spot. We'll say that given Valriel's and Miramontir's efforts, right before you last exited this room... <laughs> six feet in the center of the room, that is not caked. Alright, so logistically I'm going to say that Tylor, given your background, you are not going to have to do much to mitigate the situation in order to achieve a long rest. Mm-hmm. The other two of you, you might need to, I don't know if it's sluice some blood around, put a bedroll on top to try to not be in it, and whatever, uh, just for peace of mind, so. Yeah, it's just a little blood. I'm just gonna lean against the wall. It's gonna go for it, okay. That sand idea is looking pretty good. It's yeah. like a little, a little spot right here. Yes. By the stairs. Yeah. So I, pr- I am gonna curl up, pretty much just lean up as much as I can on V, so I'm, wherever he goes. Use each other as a prop. Yeah. Big spoon, little spoon. Sleeping, sitting up, you know. Back to back. Even if it, yeah, I, mean, I don't have a bed or nothing like that, so. You did, but. Well, it's, yeah, it's gone. All right, well, um, how long does the spell light last? Honestly, it'd probably be better if you don't see down there. You still smell it. It's one hour. All right, yep, an hour goes by and the light winks out. Is there any uh, more conversation you guys wanted to have as you were falling asleep? or? Nope, I'm exhausted. Yeah, except for, what do you think these walls were? 
Why'd you have to do it like that? It's so dirty down here. So much carnage. Having not only been through war, but been through war under Gwendolyn, this is... This is normal. This is why we were scouts. We've stayed on the outside of all this stuff. We just watched the stuff <laughs> from afar. I was trying very hard to become her right-hand person before I realized who she was. Are we trying to become Little Spoon? Try to get some sleep. Valryl and Brax. Let me have a... Wisdom saving throw. So I have a natural one, but a seven. Nineteen. Valryl, you sleep like a baby. Up every hour, crying. No. <laughs> That's me. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, Brax, you, yeah, you sleep like the proverbial baby. It's, uh, you just can't get past how icky it is down there. Tylor, as sleep and dreams take you, you are acutely aware that you have somehow managed to end up in a cage of some sort. It is large enough to house a large animal or a single person. However, standing erect is out of the question. You peer out into the room beyond. A large desk sits off to the side. Two chairs sit in the middle of the room opposite each other, a small table between them. Several weapons of various types and styles adorn the walls, occupying the spaces that aren't covered by bookshelves. Something about the walls intrigue you. They don't look solid, it's almost a mix of clouds and shadows. The various ornamentations hanging here and there would suggest something more substantial, but there is a definite roiling motion within whatever makes up the structure of the room. Now, Tylalor, I had you roll a series of wisdom saving throws earlier this month. The first one was a 19, correct? Correct. With a 19, as you take in your surroundings and contemplate your current predicament, there is a subtle movement as you are staring absently at the bars of your prison, trying to go over how you got here. The metal momentarily twists and shifts before you. The phenomenon spurs your reasoning, and you are able to will yourself into knowing that this cage, at least, is a manifestation of your perception. Once you are able to internalize that belief, in a blink, the cage is just gone. You pause momentarily, pondering the turn of events, and then stand up straight and stretch, shrugging off the pains from the compromising position you had been in for an unknown amount of time. You beeline to the door of the study and aren't surprised to find it locked. You are overtaken by an anger-induced frustration and deliver a solid kick to the obstruction. The sharp pain in your hip communicates the stalwart nature of the door, causing you to reevaluate your course of action. You recollect your exodus from the cage and take a quick moment to calm down and reflect. Now, your second wisdom roll was a three, correct? Correct. Your frustration is renewed, and you stand in front of the door, seething for a good five minutes. Once more, you begin to calm, and you find that you have been pacing the room, and you continue to do so as you think. Eventually, your meandering brings you to the desk chair where you take a seat. It's quite comfortable. You've calmed down enough to start to take in the details of your surroundings. Spinning in your swivel chair, you face the bookshelves, curious as to what type of tomes would grace the shelves of this esoteric space. And finally, your third roll was an eight, correct? Correct. With an eight, you take a closer look at the copious amounts of book spines adorning the surrounding shelves and find they are all written in a language you do not understand. Frustration washes over you once more, but this time it is enough to wake you from your slumber. Oh, nobody took watch. Hang on, let me roll to see, make sure that. In the middle of the night, there is a loud thump on the door startled Grom and Mirmilnir out of their sleep momentarily. Oh, what? Grabbing my weapon and just being quiet since I can't see anything with my hand on my axe. I guess I'm waiting to see if it happens again. 
You wait. Did it feel like it came from the door? Yes, it jostled you. I'm gonna reach out with my other hand and trying to find Knuckles. Easy enough. Yeah. Can you get real close to your face? (laughs) Do we open it? Do you want to? I certainly do. (laughs) I'm right behind you. All right. Taking a step back a little bit. I'm feeling for the door. Can I find the way to open it? Pawing around in the dark, trying to kind of still catch my bearings from waking up. Yep, you can find the handle. All right. Here we go. I hope it's light out because I still won't be able to see anything if it's dark. Ah, uh, yeah, open it up. All right, you pull on the door and it fights you momentarily because somebody has piled up sand in front of it to prevent it from opening. I said I barricaded it. <laughs> Fair. Well, I'll fight with it. Uh, yeah, it takes. Uh, wait, is this like mid rest? Mm-hmm. Well, all right, here we go. I won't be betting out now. <laughs> A barbarian or not, damn it. Takes a minute to uh, finagle the thing open. Eh, probably about 30 seconds. You know, you're able to pull on it, pull on it, pull on it, move some sand, pull on it, pull on it, pull on it. You get the door open, and the storm is still raging on. You see about 50 yards away a lightning strike. But as for any immediate threat, you see none or source of what ran into that door. Do I see any tracks or anything? Roll perception. I mean, I guess I don't know how dark it is. It's pretty dark. Eight. Maybe. I think that could have been an indentation of, uh, oh, well, well, that's gone now. The sand just blew over it. I don't even say anything, do you? No, I don't. Trying to strain my ears against the wind. All you hear is... Thunderstorm. What do you want to do, big fella? You look like you're barely standing still. I say we close the door and go back to sleep. All right. As I kind of rub my hand over the large burn mark on the side of my shoulder. I haven't really got to look at yet. You return back to your slumber. I think I'll leave my axe across my knees as I sleep slumped against the wall. All right. Well, with that, as you fall back to sleep, we can fast forward to the morning hours when everybody begins to come back to consciousness. At least you think it's the morning hours. It's still pretty dark. There's actually, no, there's some daylight kind of filtering through the cracks of the door. Down in the room, though, it's still... Where it's still quite dark and probably pretty quiet, I'm still zonked out. Well, if it's morning, I'm going to lean over and open the door. Just to get some light in here. I can't see a damned thing in here. You crack the door open, and you find that the thunderstorm has seemed to have moved on. Oh, would you look at that? It is bright out. Well, in that case, I'm going to step outside and start doing some morning stretches. And As I look down and finally see some light for the first time in a while. Damn it! Would you look at that? It burned all my feathers off. <laughs> so all the feathers on the side of my <laughs> finger are toasted off. <laughs> Damned. We'll have to get you some new feathers. Those are my best feathers. How do you look in this light? Um, I've probably got a massive... uh scar. Functionally, you both have completed a long rest, so hit point-wise, you're feeling pretty healthy, but uh, as far as flavor of uh, how we're looking, eh, pretty beat up and burnt. How does two lightning strikes affect my mental capacities? In terms of how you're feeling about your uh, state of being, or just in general? Like, just in general, because I imagine electricity's got to do something bad to my mind. You've been shocked before, haven't you? I took 480 from a piece of equipment one time, and I wasn't right for about five days. Okay. 
So, but it's it's not debilitating. It's just like oh, I just feel off, you know. So I'm double off because what I got struck by lightning seven days ago. Then <laughs> <laughs> well, we can start calling this Sparky now. <laughs> That's his new nickname, Sparky. They shot down the stairs. The storm's gone. I'm like half and half as to whether or not I'm sleeping hard now or if I would be awake. So I'm like, I think I'm sleeping. I guess I'll kind of, hmm, what? Did you yell that? Or? Yeah. <laughs> well, not really, but, it, you know, probably <laughs> You're more just like saying that to the other people in the room, like, what happened? Is something here or something? Yeah, pretty much. I was kind of tossing a little bit, kind of snuggle more up to V. And then I notice, wake up because you see the light coming down. I look over at Brax. He's like, so I immediately stand up to watch him fall over. <laughs> <laughs> Son, what? No. You hmm? you awake, Brax? Yeah, I'm, you're awake. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time to go. Apparently the storm's gone. Let's go. Let's go check it out. All right. Yeah. Let's. What? Oh, he's so bad. Now. Let's get. Yeah. Let's go. I start crawling up the stairs, <laughs> seeing the blood and everything. I pick up my the the sack and put it back and start to follow. I'd like to check for hidden passages on the way up the stairs. All right, roll investigation. That's a three. He didn't. I didn't, get, I didn't see. Where's the door at? Uh, how's my leg feeling? Uh, sore and burning. Still. It kind of seeped a little bit during the night through the bandage. So. Not straight blood, but kind of just that pus. So I'm just kind of limping up the stairs. Yes, Taylor comes limping up the stairs. Would I have fully healed, though? Yes. Yep, you would. Um, although, go ahead and... Subtract one from your maximum hit points. Oh, interesting. Is that like total overall? What's your max hit points? 46. No, it's 45. As a character permanent, yeah. Um, we'll see. Okay. Man, this thing hurts. Aye, it doesn't look too good. Yeah, it looks like it's coming out of the bandages and everything already. Actually, it kind of smells bad too. I feel like I need a bath. Yeah, I want to be looking as they come up. Are they just all kind of just soaked in blood from where they were in contact with the floors or the walls? Tiles are more so, but uh, yeah, their clothes are pretty bloody. Gonna gaze out over the dunes and see what I can see. Perception? Really wanted me to have a seven. Twelve. Yep. Uh, windblown sand, clear blue sky. There's a little bit of a haze in the in the air, but you're not entirely sure why, but it's off in the distance. So you can see the, the mountains off in the distance. I put my axe away on its hook. Ah, well, how are y'all feeling? Well, I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't sleep very well at all. It's, it's, I could just not get around the fact that how much blood was down there to get any kind of rest. And I just kind of want to look at these two and see how, if I can just do a visual to see if they need any healing or not. Uh, Mirmanir and Tylor, sorry. I'm looking fine. I'm just looking rough. I'm peachy aside from my leg wound. I think I've shaken great. off the worst of it. Mirmanir is moving well. Everybody's moving well except for Tyler, who is favoring her leg wound. Hey, well, we better make out soon if we're getting you that bath, love. Yeah, if that storm's cleared, I say we better try and get out there while we can before it comes back. We trying to go back to town, or...? Nah. If that storm's cleared ahead, I'm going forward. You think there's a bath forward? We might find a stream. We're heading towards mountains. That's, that's true, I guess. I don't suppose you solved the riddle while you were down there, did you? Didn't even try. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, I did. I was curious, and I just want to grab up some sand. There's sand up here, right? And they said something about like it is up here and down below. So I want to. I'm gonna just gonna drop this down there and see if it does anything. I'll just take a handful of sand and run it down the stairs, and then kind of sprinkle it around the walls and 
Nope, you uh, feel like you're pretty pretty diligent and pretty thorough in uh, your sand distribution with what you're able to have. You can take one or two trips, but uh, nope, for the most part, nothing is uh, reacting to your actions. Well, that that was a waste of time. I don't know what you I don't know what y'all are doing up here, but that was that was pretty pointless. That's right. It gave us a chance to finish making some breakfast for you. It's crazy bright out here. Eat some rations and hit the road. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess not the road, but hit the desert. Which way you want to go, V? Towards the mountains. And that's why we're out here, right? Yeah, that's true. I'm getting a little worried about Chip. Yeah, we double back, and if we do that... Yeah. You think they made it through the lightning? I mean, I, I really hope so. I'd be so sad if Chip was gone. I'd probably be pretty sad about Nerma's horse as well. But don't tell him I said that. Well, do we press on for Medlock, then? Let's do it. All right, as you guys... Take on some rations, get ready for the day, uh, spread some sand around down below. Um, near. a voice enters your head. Mirmalir, oh my gosh, are you okay? This is Shalia, your second favorite member of the Emerald Vengeance. Mihala disappeared for like three days. I thought she was just dealing with the whole Qatar and Sapphire thing in her own way. I mean, we're all pretty worked up about the situation, so it makes sense. Anyhow, when she didn't show up to the Bane yesterday to watch the fight, I really started to worry. Then afterwards, I got super busy and didn't even have time to think about where she was. And then today, poof, she just shows back up with a horrible scar around her neck. She can't even talk anymore. I mean, she's never talked much to begin with, but I mean, now, nothing. So I gave her a pen and paper, and holy moly, that grooves with those guys a dick. Are you dead? Mel, I didn't know for sure, because, well, well, you know. She said she woke up in a super comfy place with a pregnant woman taking care of her. I guess a family lived there, but they were like some sort of gods or something, because the little house was super comfy and cozy. She said the man that brought them there, his name was Abrahim. And that's crazy, because I wasn't even sure he existed. Once she woke up, she left before she was completely healed because she needed to find you and make sure you weren't dead. I think she likes you a little more than she lets on. Hmm. Oh yeah, Nerma was there. Mayala said she needed to stay there a little longer so her little arms would work again. Uh, Rahim and Rafa, that's his wife. I've seen a painting of her and she is so beautiful. Anyhow, they wanted Mayala to stay longer too, but she insisted on going to check on you. Are you going to kill a god? Because if I were you, I would totally want to kill a god. And with that, Mirmolnir falls to his knees and completely breaks. Yeah, right. What's wrong? It's going to be a couple minutes before I start talking again. He is stunned. What happened, V? Why is he down there like that? We were just walking. We were, we were just walking, right? You guys see anything happen to him? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, okay. Pull my axe out and start, like, checking the... Surrounding. He's just always emotional. He's probably having a meltdown right now. I just leave he him alone for he, a few minutes. He'll he didn't even sleep in the blood. He was up at the top. Why is he? I don't know. What's give him a few minutes and we'll see what happens. I have one hand on his shoulder as I'm scanning the horizons, looking for any type of spellcaster or anything. And it is very obvious. I am doing like big, heavy, like sobbing. Like I am, I am broken with joy. And with that, I'm gonna look up kind of take a look at everyone and just think they're alive oh well that's a relief have you lost your damn mind fella what do you mean by that who are you talking about I just got a message in my mind from Shalia from the Emerald Vengeance and she said Mayala disappeared for about three days and came back 
with a horrible scar around her neck. And she had said that Nurma... Nurma was in the care of Abriahim, learning to use her arms again. Sounds like you found yourself a new god to worship. Well, ain't that something? I won't be worshipping any gods until Kasodros is shattered. I guess that's pretty fair. That's great news, though. Your daughter's alive. That's... See, I, I told you she was alive. That's awesome. Well, we better hope that damned horse is alive, or you're dead next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna have to kill Kasodros for tearing her arms off. Well, we'll help you do that. <sighs> yeah. I'm glad to hear they're alive. Well, on a happy note, should we uh, pack it up and start heading towards the hills? Let's get out of here. I'm anxious to get back to Akinatum Falls. So, let's get our business up here done. Molly's got a little extra pep in his step. As we walk, it's not going to be like blatant, but I'm just going to slowly outpace everyone and then catch myself and slow back down. And... Slow down, Sparky. I know you're excited. It's hard to keep up with when he's excited. Got those long legs. I'm still casually limping, trying to keep up. Did you want me to take a look at that for you? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so we'll, uh, here, let's just stop for a second. Sorry, guys, we should have done this before we left. Let's just stop for a second and I'll, uh, take it off and I'm going to inspect the wound if I can. And then, uh, do we have anything we can wrap this up in? That's Has anybody got something we can tear up? I'm going to reach down into the many cloths in my kilt and I'm just going to tear another strip off. We're going to have to get you another kilt when we get back. Say, I just gave you that cloak. It's clean. Here. Oh, thank you. You know, I don't think that... I don't think you want to tear this cloak up. I think this is a... This is one of those cloaks you want to just keep, <laughs> keep as it is. I, after cuddling with it last night, I feel like... I just... I feel like I'm protected from all you electricity people out here now. Don't feel nearly as static electricity today. Although I guess the storm's not here, so everyone's just making stuff up. Here, let's take a look at that wound. All right. I imagine medicine check, right? Uh, so that is 17. Yep, you can see that it really hasn't gotten, hasn't spread. Uh, there's some nasty fluid, some pus that's kind of been soaked out a little bit. Kind of squeeze up, get some of that extra pus out. And <laughs> re-put the bend. It still doesn't look great. I don't know if it's getting worse, but I think, I mean, honestly, I'd say stay off of it for a few days and just do some resting, but clearly that ain't gonna happen, so. I was gonna say, who wants to give me a piggyback ride? Should we burn it, love? Cutting and burning? To, like, cauterize it? Hey. Does that work with this kind of stuff? Well, I don't know. Does that work, V? I don't know either. Well, you're the medicine guy. You tell me. Well, let's, let, me, let me think real hard here. I think it would hurt. I don't know if it would stop whatever that is. I don't. What if you trapped it on the inside? That's probably a bad idea. Hey, we better get this nonsense with Medlock handled. I bet Medlock would probably have some supplies that could help. I bet just a, even honestly a healing, like a basic healing potion would take care of that. As long as it's not a poison, yeah. Well, we better go find something then. Yeah, just let me know if it, if it, if it's really holding you up. We'll see. I can maybe try something else, but we can hold off i'd like to i'll suffer through i've had worse carry on and on that i'll grab my pack again and start rolling out yep i'm limping just kind of gritting my teeth with each step but determined to keep up let's have a constitution saving throw to see 
how well that works. Twelve? Yeah, you start out strong pace. You're limping a little bit, but your pace isn't hampered. I'm just gritting my teeth through it. We have a uh, marching order, please. I think you should take the front there, Brax. Yeah, I'll probably be up front. You've got the sharpest eyes in the bunch. I'll be walking right next to Brax. I'll follow right behind Brax. With my injury and my pace, I'm probably in back. Yeah, I'll kind of just be walking beside the whole pack. How are you skipping sand? That is so hard. (laughs) Probably just have you walk right beside me, love. I'd just keep pace with you. Okay. All right, the morning hours draw on. Would somebody give me a d20 roll, please? 16. How much further can we tell? Are we going to make it there today? That is, that's still a long ways off. As you travel, you see a figure approach leading an ox-drawn cart. Despite the fact the black garb covers the stranger completely, all of you are certain that this person is female. As she draws closer, you notice a strange phenomenon. The edges of her robes at her hands and feet are blurred, obscuring them completely as they blend in with the sand beneath her. You also notice, or rather don't notice, that her hood shrouds her face completely. Her oxen companion follows her diligently, drawing her wagon of wares. Although strangely enough, the wheels of the cart blur into the sand below, similar to her feet. Once close enough, she pulls back her hood and says, Well, isn't this a lovely development? And you instantly recognize the facial features of none other than Elia Nevercross. Although this time, instead of the writhing vines that had adorned her head previously, her hair features are made up of flowing tendrils of sand. As she meets your gaze, you are struck by her eyes. The irises glow a bright orange, seemingly burning with an otherworldly fire. Gromin Brax, however, you see the familiar horned visage of Elia Nevercross, replete with her various osseous adornments. Tylor, you look closer at the woman before you. Her face is not shrouded by hood or by shadow. She looks out at the world through bright, almost glowing green eyes. Her alabaster skin is so smooth that if you didn't know better, you could be convinced that it was covered in a white paint. There's dark coloration around her eyes that only serves to enhance the bright green shining forth. She wears a halter top, seemingly made of foliage in varying states of decay, with a long skirt to match. A gold ornamental skull is mounted squarely at her sternum, up from which extends a ribbed bone structure that travels between her breasts and widening slightly, eventually encompassing her throat all the way up to her chin line. Her head is adorned with what seems to be a crown made of bleached bone. A flat-ridged piece covers her brow in a V-shape, while the rest provides a series of horns that weave an intricate dance with her long white hair. You can't tell if the crown and neck piece were adornments or actually part of this creature's body. The fact that bone slivers protrude from her skin periodically throughout never helped you decide. Her aesthetic rounds out with various green-hued flowers ornamenting her hair and clothing resulting in quite the dichotomous presence of beauty in danger. Within your mind, there is a spark of recognition. You know this entity to indeed be a lie never cross. And when the mysterious, now trichotomous merchant sees you, Tylor, her eyes narrow and a sly smile plays lightly across her lips. Those dark lips move subtly as she murmurs a single word to herself. You can't hear it over the desert wind, but you're fairly certain it was the word curious. And Carrie, if you would look in the back of your folder, you'll find a piece of paper with a little bit more information for you. So with our uh, close proximity to Elia Nevercross, is it starting to re-dawn on me that my name has been taken? You beat me to it. Perfect. God, she's gonna ask me to, like, 
cut off my tail or something to get it back. I'd be the shame of the cave, unable to swim. V, I think I'm, I think I'm thirsty or something. I'm seeing the same lady that I got that bag from. She's right in front of me here. The one in the black robe. Yeah, you see her too. Yeah, I see her. Well, what, what are you doing out here? Oh, I thought I was hallucinating. Hello. What's she doing out here? What's been good to see you again? So you've managed to keep a sufficient eye on your Gildan Pride companion? My Gil- this guy? He's doing great. What brings you all this way? We're going up to that mountain. We're gonna- we're looking for- we're looking for Medlax. Oh, indeed. You know where Medlax at? Do you feel like some shopping? If you can tell us where Medlax is, maybe. Oh, I have many things for sale, including information. I- there- I think you have something I might be interested in. Oh, is that so? We can talk about that later, though. I'll let these guys conduct their business. Where are you traveling from? Oh, here and there. What was there? Mm. How far till the end of this desert? Well, you can see the mountains there. Right. (laughs) But how far? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's what's from the mountains that you were at? Oh, I don't think you want to go to those mountains. That seems to be exactly where we plan to go. Oh, I never said those mountains were those mountains. Well, what you got then? You got anything new? Got anything that can fix my wife's leg? A few things that uh, I perhaps didn't have last time we spoke. You do seem to pop up in the most interesting of places. Well, I find that interesting places call for interesting needs, which result in interesting goods, which result in interesting transactions. Wow, you really loaded up since last we saw you. That was just a few days ago, but you got, I mean, just tons and tons of more stuff. Hell, Jay, you work fast. Let me take a moment and peruse your wares. Yes, take a moment. Take your time. She draws back the curtain to her wagon. Let me know if anyone finds my name in here. I want to know what kind of price I'll be doing. What if one of us buys it? (laughs) (laughs) You can't have it. It's ours now. There's so much stuff. I am loving these things. Grom, you can get a new eye in here. Oh, yeah? Where'd you see that? It's a very top magic. It's Ursat's eye. All it does is replace missing eye. Okay, I will warn you that I have a column that has an availability a dice roll. So if you express your desire for something, I will roll to see its availability, and then we can negotiate price. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's like reading through a snap-on flyer. If they don't put the prices next to it, it's too expensive. <laughs> Peregrine mask. Grant's flying speed of 60 feet. Ooh. I can't afford it. You won't know if you don't ask. Eh, maybe you have to do something for it. I'm already going to have to do something to get my name back. Why'd you give it to her? You must not have wanted it. All right. So what what do you want for everything? Cuz I just this is just all so cool. I just want I just want <laughs> I want it all. Careful what prices you ask. Oh, Woodsman, I don't think you can afford everything you have. Yeah, I, I was joking. I know. You said you barter information as well, hey. If I know. What can you tell me about Azrulian? Azrulian. And his tooth. Oh, nasty fellow. Yeah, that tooth would be neat to find again. Definitely would help us take him down, no doubt. I'd be interested in any information on the location of certain things. Or anything you could tell me about him. That might help me defeat him. What do you have to barter with? Well, I only have what's on me. But I'm definitely willing to scratch your back if you'll scratch mine. What's on you? I see you have a full quiver of... Potential favors. Careful, love. I'd be interested in bartering. 
I like favorites too, V. What do you see? Anything you like in here? Well, there's a few things that I like. I'd say about this time, Mirmal Nair, you can inquire as to various nomenclatures. Hey, Mer, 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 Mermal Nair, you, you see anything you want in here too? I think we're going to try to get a group deal going on. Group favor is interesting. No, I just, I just have some questions for her. I believe you have my name. Your name? What did you say? What's he mean? The one I gave you when we first met you. Yes, that was very generous of you. What would it take to get it back? Well, unfortunately, you are going to have to take that up with whom I sold it to. Who have you sold it to? I sold it to a uh, lovely entity who goes by Julie. Did she say Julie? Julie. Uh... You may have heard of her. Fiery personality. Can I ask why you sold? Well, she wanted to buy it. Do you know why? Oh, no, I did not ask. Was it a good name? I think it was just fine as far as names go. Would you, by chance, know a way I could get in contact with her? Mm, Not immediately. I can tell you, she obviously walks between worlds. She has a twin sister. You've perhaps heard of her, Lowen? I have. What were you... I mean, what were you looking at, V? Well, you know how I like fire. There's this staff of fire magic. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, that that would be pretty interesting. I like that quite a bit. With a fire (laughs) breath weapon and that? Unstoppable. Yeah, for real. Don't even see you coming up. Boom, just fire right in their face. Fire assassin. So you got super... What do you think about this cloak? It just it just billows in the wind. So I always look cool. Kind of like her with her cloak. I just gave you a cloak that did that. This one is because it's windy, it's billowing. This one, when it's calm, it'll still be flowing in the in the air like I look like a superhero or something. All right, that does sound pretty cool. Um, I'm going to reach up to the squirrel and grab the five coins out of its hand and I'm going to hold it out to her. I have several questions. How much of a conversation will this buy me? Hmm. Well, that depends on the seriousness of your questions. I could go ahead and take that, and we could start chatting. That works. So what can you tell me about Abriahim? Abriahim. God of hearth and home. Doesn't get involved in too many affairs of the divine. Some call him a homebody. He's known to... Let's just say he aggressively cares for his family and those who he considers family. Do you know of a way I might be able to contact him? I would suggest one of his temples. He's not widely followed. So your best bet to find a temple would be perhaps in some of the larger human conglomerations known as cities. Okay. What can you tell me about Lowen? Hmm. Lowen. Sweet thing. Almost fey royalty, but not quite. What about Cielo? Cielo, hmm. Ah, Cielo, mischievous assort, shrouds herself in shadow. Some would consider her a troublemaker, but her relationship with her mother is, uh, yeah, let's say, one born of true love and true respect. How would I be able to kill a god, mainly Kasodros? Now that's a larger question. I take it I don't have enough for that question. You take it correctly. How much more would you be looking for? 
her sandy form visage has a tendril from her hair has kind of weaved its way out to you and is outstretched in anticipation of taking the gold you were going to give her. Uh, then yeah, I'll hand over the gold and takes it back and she says, So, oh, questions of divine conflict. This amount just barely scratches the surface. But as I said, I do like favors. How about a little less intense question? How much power does Kasodros's dread hold within it? Is it just an icon, or does it actually have significant power? Well, as you know, effigies contain the power that we give them. In this case, this particular effigy has a power over an entire people. An entire people minus one now. Well, we all make our choices. I see the turmoil in your hearts, Dragonborn. I will give you this for free. Your divine dealings have caught the attention of many, but I encourage you as you muddle your way through this unfamiliar ground. Perhaps a blessing of hearth and home might better suit you to destroy what you seek to destroy. Now, Gildan Pride, did I hear something about a flame staff? Yes. What would you want for that staff of fire? Well, more, more quickly, though, no trickery. Can my friend here use that staff? I know some of those things can't be used unless you use, like, a, you know, a warlock or a, a, a wizard. I think he might manage to figure it out with a little bit of study. Just take a couple tries, you're saying? More or less. So what is it worth? Monetarily? Yes. Well, you're not going to like my answer. I won't part with something of that quality, of that excellent quality for less than 50,000 gold pieces. Where was it made? Jeez. What, do you know where this was made at? This one in particular? Yeah. Not specifically. Okay. Did I hear that while I'm, like, browsing through the wares? Did you say 50,000 gold pieces? I did. So how much non-monetarily? Oh, that would require a large favor. What are you looking about there? Oh, that big old staff. I want to look very important, walking through this desert. Well, you'd be a king if you had the cost of that. Look as if you could part seas. Well, that seems crazy. So what is the favor? Well, therein lies the catch, my friend. Once you agree, I can let you know. Oh, so I agree before you tell me the favor? Mm. Well, that doesn't seem very fair. That sounds suspect. <laughs> suspect as shit right there. <laughs> What's a 50,000 gold favor look like? <laughs> You're about to have a finger in somebody's belt loop. <laughs> I will admit, uh, agreements as such can be sometimes risky. Yeah, I'm not one for... But I tell you, my exchanges are... Always fair. Well, if something this big is 50,000, how much is something this, like this little ring? Oh, you're in luck. It's only the tenth of the size of the big one. Well, I don't have that. What about this this little wand that makes you smile? We do have, we do have that. That one's uh, much more reasonable. Only 100 gold for something like that. Oh, I really want this. I can make anybody smile. For 100 gold? Make anyone a smile. Forever, though. I mean, I could just pop you smiling now. Even if I'm telling them a bad joke and they don't like it. Oh, so makes it looks like they're it's funny. Yeah, or I can or I can make somebody smile when they're you know arguing with their wife or something and make it look like they're just you no know, not taking them serious at all. It, it could be so a funny Tyler thing. So will be happy all the time now. Can I roll to all resist the time? this? All what are you talking about? <laughs> Grom and I almost never argue. I really want this wand. 
Yeah, I'll take your favor as well. But wait, I, I wait, wait. We're not doing a group favor if I'm getting just a little wand, and you're doing some big favor. That seems crazy for me. I have not volunteered for any favors. How big was your favor? I don't know yet. It's just this big. It's this ring I found. What's that do? I reckon I don't really know. Oh, you are uh, bartering a favor for the the ring there. Well, what's it do, or does it just look this awesome? Reminds me of a ring I saw a long time ago. Like it focus real hard and make it, make your member better. Well, that ring there, uh, if you wield it, let's just say that you can move through difficult terrain a little bit easier. And any hampering movement, hampering magical effects might not be as effective. Well, I don't really care what it does. He's just going to put it on his on his club. It reminds me of a ring my brother had. It wasn't this fancy, but the lines were the same. I'd like to have it. I do have to warn you, the favor that you would trade... Let's just say it's not the minorest of commitments that I require. Can I kill Madlock first? Well, I mean, your time frame is your own. Of course, I would have to hang on to the ring until you came back for it and made that favor. Potentially, though, your favor wouldn't necessarily come to call for years. So that means I wouldn't be able to get the ring for years? Oh, no. If you agree to the favor now, I'll give you the ring. It's like a favor on hold. I'll take it. It might be a favor immediate as well. I'd still want to kill a medlock first. Or do you need medlock killed? How's that for a favor? <laughs> Depends on how the compulsion manifests. And me personally, I don't need medlock killed at this moment. Well, what if we just throw in killing medlock so he can have his, his wand of smiles, you said? Yeah, wand of smiles. I was also, you happen to have this robe of useful items as well? And then, also, I don't want... Do you have a dick of many things? I've heard of this before. I'm sorry, a dick of many things? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm not the only one that heard a I'm dick sorry. of many things. A dick? Swiss Army dick. <laughs> a, it's a dick of many... A dick? How do you... A, d- a dick? Fine dick you got there. <laughs> no, that artifact so powerful. An artifact that chaotic. Oh, well, it would be fun. I unfortunately do not have one in my possession at this point. If you ever get one, I'll, I will I'll take a card you. out of it. Oh, you just want to use it? Yeah, yeah I want to. Have you used a deck of many things? No, I've no, noted. I've only heard of them. They sound super cool. Like, dude became a millionaire. He was just boom. And then another guy was, you know, something good happened. It's always good things. I know. <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. So let me get this straight. The robe, the wand, and the ring. Do you find anything else you wanted to be? What about the Ring of Invisibility? That one does not have a monetary value on it. But it does cost a very expensive favor. So expensive favor, so... The commitment required generally is much. Too many favors from this lady. Am I right, Brax? She definitely likes her favors. She does like her favors. She's kind of annoying me. I heard you. No, you didn't. Oh, but I did. I guess I'm good today. You don't want the ring? Uh, it could be exciting. It could be very exciting, With but I great think... great power comes great responsibility. But someone's got to keep this bunch in order. And they need to have the power to do so. Wait a second. What is this little piece of paper here that looks like... This is, looks like a really good hand-written map. Like, where'd this come from? And I'm looking at the map of automatic. Automatic map? I was looking at that, That's too. That's awesome. That is amazing. That is indeed 
a fancy little piece of paper there. Monetarily, 500 gold. I'm thinking these three things together is maybe possibly a favor. Is that a crazy favor? We could arrange that. It's not a crazy favor. Well, it might be crazy sometimes. Oh, sometimes I get a little crazy. Well, I think, I mean, every time I've dealt with you, it's worked out really well for me, so... I can't be taking bets on favors right now. I just found out I still have a family. (laughs) (laughs) What are we, just chopped liver? Valid. (laughs) I take it back. I just carried you, man. (laughs) We were battle brothers. I just found out my daughter is still alive. And my girlfriend. It's awesome. You three ponder for a moment. You friend. Nothing catching your eye? Not in this list. You mean on this cart? Yes. On this cart. Unless there's something that I'm not seeing that could potentially assist my wound on my leg. Oh, I'm afraid the sundries I carry today are less of conventional magics and more of fantastical goods. Are you sure you've been so amiable to deal in the past? Hmm. I didn't see much that caught my eye this time around. Fair. Perhaps next time. I would like to know a little more about the bag of beans. Ah, yes, the bag of beans. That is a fun one. It would take me some time to tell you all of the effects that uh, can come of this, but you plant a bean and the fun ensues. What can I say? Oh, I'm tempted to plant one right now. (laughs) Can we have a demonstration? Sure. Huh. Oh, shit. She reaches in. Valryl. Roll me a D100. 38. Knowing what she's up against, she walks about 70 feet away, takes the bean and plants it, covers it in the sand, walks back to you, and just watches for a moment. And right when you're about to question, a campfire sprouts from the ground. Blue flames spring forth, and it is a healthy flame, despite the lack of fuel. You need to get that bag of beans. Does it always make a fire like that? Oh, no. I was kind of hoping it was food, but... Judging from that, I don't want to eat that lest a campfire sprouts in my stomach. Well, if you're always thinking about food, do you ever see that uh, ever-bountiful soup kettle? Oh? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about you when I when I seated on her list. Look at that green. I didn't even have to cast a wand thing on him. He's smiling so big hearing about that pot. Like, So she looks up in the sky. She's like, well, I really must be getting on. So if we could conclude our deals? Have we made any decisions? Well, it kind of seems like we could do one big favor together, or two kind of big favors together. We're going to be hanging out together, right? We're going to do it all the same. Hi. So the ring, the wand, the robe. Does she have the ever-bountiful soup kettle in her cart? Mm, 500 gold. Or a small favor. Can I get a little reference on what a small favor might entail? No. Something not as significant as a large favor. Okay, so we're doing the ring, the wand and the robe, the map, and maybe the kettle? Quite possible. Actually, here, let me uh, roll three d20s real quick. 20 and a 12 and a 19, I'm taking the soup kettle. So the ring will be a major. The wand and the robe and the map will add up to be a major. And then this kettle be a minor. But you could just take the major. No. Yeah, if you want to. No, 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 no. Just to see what it was like. Uh, who wants to give me a D10 first? Anybody who's taking a, doing a favor. Two. Here, I'm going to roll me a D8. One. 
Oh god, she's gonna take my tail. Mirmalner, you have one week to utterly destroy a cold iron dagger. Do I do I get supplied with the dagger I have to destroy or Nope. I just have to find a dagger a and cold dis- iron dagger. Cold that iron is a dagger. specific material. Do you know what a cold iron what a cold iron is? No, no, I don't. Neither do I. As you agree to the favor, she doesn't say out loud. You just know your obligation. And you know that cold iron is some sort of material that fey creatures really, really dislike. And in knowing your obligation, you would have a little bit of an idea. It's like it's not completely foreign to you, but still not quite sure where to get it, where to buy it, where. but you know what it is. Isn't all iron, all of it's cold, unless it's in the hot sun or something. It's, it's always cold. <laughs> I'll roll my D10 now. Okay. Three. Do you have your phone on you? Yeah, right here. Send you a little quick text message. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much. This is just, I mean, I, I tell you what, I just love doing business with you. You are just, you're the best. I mean, I can't wait. When am I going to get to see you again? I'll be around. Like soon though, right? Because, I mean, you, you pop up quite a bit and I just, I love seeing you. I have certain matters to attend to, but I'll come find you soon. I, I can't wait. I really appreciate it. When do we find out what we have to do? Oh, you should do it, though. She's... You should do it. Hi, man. She is fair. She's so fair. Three. Mark, go ahead and show me your text message. I cannot thank you enough. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, warm my spirits. Thank you for, for your business. Is there anything else we can do for you? I mean, really, if there's something else, I, I just... Um, there is something I've been working on. Um, perhaps if you two are willing... Yeah. Yeah. Your wish will come true sooner than you thought. Let me contact you tonight. I need to make a few arrangements. I do have one small little favor that I might ask of you, since you are so willing and helpful. But he's always been so good to us. Yeah. I can look forward to seeing you tonight. Mm. Should we stay here? I mean, are you, you going to find us? Or no, you can continue. Okay. Because we could just wait here. No, I think you'll be fine. All right. All right, but we'll be right over there if you need us. We'll be heading that way. We're going to go kill Madlock, man. Very good. I wish you the best of luck. What is wrong with you two? What do you mean? Your mood just changed. You're happy all of a sudden. Look at this thing I got. I'm always happy. Look at this. It's beautiful. I'll make you smile. Marilyn, are they acting strange? It seems like it. I don't feel like I'm strange. I don't mean either. I made a good bargain, and I feel good about it. An excellent deal, really. I mean, look at all the stuff we got. All right, let, let's just go. Let's, I'm, let's go. My feet are burning up in this <laughs> damn sand. Well, I look forward to seeing you again. It will be soon. Yeah, we'll see you tonight. I look forward to it. Reaches out her hand. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out. I'll give her a kiss on the hand. And then to Grom as well. Same. My lady, nice. Bye-bye. And so, just stumbling over words. We need to watch these two. They're acting strange. Take a moment and I'll watch her as her as her wagon's pulling out. Nope, she efficiently adjusts a couple straps on the uh, levitating ox. Actually, the ox isn't levitating, but the, what the wagon is. And, and off she goes and she gets off to, uh, probably 50, 80 feet. And you know how when the heat waves blow across your vision, the light refracts a little bit and there's a refraction and she's gone. After she disappears, I'll hold my hand up to wave one last time. And at that, embrace myself against the wind. 
Like, well, I suppose we should get moving. Yeah. Who wants this cloak now? This, uh, the one you gave me last night. Does some, somebody want it? I'll take it back. Oh, yeah, here you go. I'm just gonna shove it in my pack. Be looking at my map. Alright, your map doesn't reveal too much, uh, given the fact that there's not a lot in a five-mile radius. You continue on and maybe take a quick pause to eat a few things for around lunchtime. Some water. After we've been walking for a little bit, I start noticing that it's easier to walk through the sand. Not as tired or worn out from it. Like, I'll be damned, love. I don't even notice that I'm walking through the sand with this ring on. And I'll say, into the afternoon, Tyler Lore, give me one more constitution saving throw. I was going to say, I'm gritting my teeth. That's great, love. 16. You're maintaining your pace, but it's it's apparent to your companions that, you know... It's, it's like, hurting me. Oh, if I noticed that her limping's getting worse, I might take that ring off once I noticed it made me walk well. I'll hand it over to her. Try this out, love. See if that makes it easier on your leg. Hey, Tyler Lore, is do you want me to carry you? I'll carry you if you carry the soup kettle. Sure. Like chicken fight style or ride on the back style? Is this athletics or strength? Athletics. Is this I imagine like it'd be like piggyback style. Piggyback or, or chicken fight? 22. She's a little bit heavier because of her armor and stuff. But. And the soup kettle. And the soup kettle, yeah. But I'm well enough otherwise that I'm able to like help support myself there. So I'm doing my best to try and not encumber you too much. So my understanding you didn't take the ring? No. Okay. Thank you, though. All right. Would somebody roll me a d20, please? 16. Another 16. Well, we like those ones. A lion never crosses. (laughs) A lion never crosses. We'll just round up. At some point, you come upon a significantly sized crevasse in the ground. You draw closer and see that it is deep. So deep that you can't even see the bottom. Both sides are a sheer vertical drop, and the distance across you estimate to be at least 40 feet. You look to your left and right and see that the gorge extends as far as you can see in either direction. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, Brax, a cursory glance at your map uh, not too long before you got here would have shown that you weren't quite sure what it was trying to represent because it's kind of an unconventional landform. Off to a direction. You think you see a structure potentially on the precipice of the vast chasm impeding your progress. You get closer and you see that the structure in question is a drawbridge of sorts. It is presently raised, easily reaching 60 feet into the sky. The only problem you foresee utilizing the bridge at this point is the fact that the bridge stands upright on the opposite side of where you say it. Hey, um... Well... Let me... Look at that. Let me, uh... I'm going to let Tyler down first, and then I'm going to put my hands together. My wings. You think you could carry one of us across there? Uh, sure. Uh, Grom... I left that parachute on Chip, so I don't got you don't got that if you if you hang on to him. Well, I'd hope you'd just land. All right, well then, let's go. And I'm going to grab Garam, and I'm going to hold him, and we are just going to book it across the canyon. Roll me in athletics. Oh. Did you work hard on this? Because we're just flying around it. Eighteen. Come where you land. Put Garam down. Kind of get situates over there. What's your next move here? Um, I'm just going to go start looking for a way to lower the drawbridge. So the two supporting towers to the, the either side of the drawbridge are what supports the mechanism that hold the bridge upright and potentially can lower it. Roll an investigation. <clears throat> I'm pulling out my axe. Seven. 
at the seven, you see kind of a series of gears and cables and mechanisms that kind of route down through the tower that's closest to you. These things look inhabited. Roll perception. 22. No, they do not. They look strictly functional. And Miramilnir, even though it was a seven, I'm just going to take that low die roll. Your investigation, it just takes a little bit of extra time as you're kind of tracing down through and then, oh, spitting out right in front of you, there is a platform with a lever on the ground. What is taking them so All long? All right, I guess I'm going to walk up. I'm going to pull the lever. Roll me in athletics. They've been over there for like 20 minutes. I mean, it can't be that hard to... Probably just a lever of some sort, right? I would imagine so. 21. It looks a little bit rusty, and so you kind of gear yourself up a little bit for a pull, and you give it a good yank, and the thing comes off in your hand. Oh, no. Oh, no. Groms start cutting ropes. I'm going to look to see if I can decide which ones I should cut. (laughs) The cabling looks pretty beefy. I'll just throw that out there, too. Oh, it's actual cable? Cable or light chain or something. Everybody, let's have a perception roll. 22. 23. 14. 14. 18. Everybody hears in the distance a sound. It sounds a little unnatural, but it sounds almost like a... Oh, no. Oh, no. What is that? That's a triangle monster. Is that... Do you hear that? Was that a bug? Marmalnir. Sounded like a bug. What? Can we reunite the party quickly, please? I'm assuming it's been over a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, Unfortunately not. I'm going to go over to the mechanism and see if I can figure out how to break it to release it. Break it loose, even though the lever broke. I'm going to go with Grom. That way, if he needs strength, he can point me what to do. I'm going to pull my sword out and just kind of keep it aware of the surroundings, looking for movement or anything that might be coming at us. I'm looking over this robe and seeing if there's anything that I you find useful. You just had to fly over, that. didn't you? My bad. It's a good My sound. Bad. Can I pinpoint where that's coming from? It's to the northeast at some point. Are those spires right there? Yes, just to the north. You see uh, hoodoos similar to where you took refuge uh, I'm gonna, the night before. Can I dash over to one? To- yes, but as you start your dash, you see over near one of them, you see a cloud of not sand. Uh, it's not dust either. You're not sure. It's strange. You're, you you go to move, Valryl, and, and that, that cloud stops you. It's a strange grayish hue. And, oh, it's moving against the wind. It closes in, and you see that the unnatural phenomena consists of thousands of small triangles, flat as can be, suspended in close proximity to one another, almost dancing in the air, a miniature murmuration unfolding before you. Say, since you charge, would you roll me a wisdom saving throw? Eleven. Okay, you are very confused by what you're seeing. And then, in a sudden burst of movement, the triangles move to form one large, solid, chitinous form with two arms that can only be described as scythes and a face sporting mandibles that look as if they could crush stone, much less bone. The drawing was indeed crude, but this is your bounty, and it is indeed what Grom classified as nightmare fuel. Upon solidifying, it unleashes a scream that pierces your psyche. Grom, we found your monsters! That's really far. I probably can't hear you very well. I can just picture Grom just yelling that at her because he heard what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now she's on the other side of a giant drawbridge. I can't see them. Oh, neither one of us can see them. We don't know what's going on. (laughs) You just heard shouting. Couldn't make out exactly what was said. 
Grom, we need to get this thing dropped now. I'm looking at it. Brex, as you look in the direction of what Valryl's looking at, you hear a second. <laughs> and the triangles form once more to reveal a pair of these things. Oh no, there's there's more than one. That's, oh, that's not good. <laughs> Did it just break apart into a swarm? This ain't good at all. This is two nightmare fuels. Mirmanir and Grom, please roll me a perception. 21. 18. With those high of perception rolls, and the fact that you can't be surprised, you're looking at this mechanism trying to best decide how to hack it apart to get the bridge to fall in a manner that would extend across the chasm there. Oh, also, I was neglect with the description. Instead of standing up full right, it's actually folded halfway through, so it would come out extending. That said, though, you glance behind you because you think you hear something, and you did indeed hear something. You turn just in time to see a horde of small flat triangles coalesce into a very large mantis-looking creature. Oh, it's my bug! As I pull my axe up off my, my back. Boy, they're gonna be sad they're not over here for this fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're missing out. Go ahead and roll initiative, everyone, please. 22. 6. Oh, sorry, 18. 18 on Brax as well. 16. Where can I get these magic initiative bonus enhancing... The alert skill, and you can't be surprised. <laughs> the alert... Oh, I'm going to have to take a look at that next time. It's plus five to initiative. First to act is Tylalor. I guess I'm going to attack. How are you attacking? With my weapon that I pulled at the start before they even arrived. Would you like to get closer to them? Yeah, I would close distance. Um... Well, you have a constitution saving throw because you are coming up over the top of a dune here and I want to see if your leg hampers your movement. Okay, so my roll to hit just doesn't even count. If you, if you get there, what'd you roll? Not 20. Oh, nope, not one. You climb up the steep embankment and just the burning pain lances through your leg and you drop to one knee. You're not prone, but it cut your movement. Son of a... It could have been reversed, though. You could have had the nat 20 getting up the hill and then nat wanted yourself on an attack. So it's actually a win. I'm taking this as a win. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I like the attitude. Yep, yep. All right. Map south side of the chasm. Grom, what would you like to do? Roar! I start to rage out, and then I'm going to put my head down and charge. Is that it? Well, I guess I didn't know if I was allowed to do that yet. Oh, I guess I don't need to worry about running through the sand. Yeah, we'll get there just fine. <laughs> I want to try to cleave off one of its arms. Okay. So I want to try to aim at the at the base of it, right where it connects to the body. And I'll take whatever negatives I need for that. But this will be a reckless attack. Uh, the most reckless as I head right in between the gigantic blades. This is what I call the danger zone. A 19 plus... Are you using Primal Sorrow? Yes. That'd be 19 plus 8. 27. That connects. All right. I hit him. As I feel it crunch into 15 different triangles. 10 normal damage and 3 psychic damage. You notice as you swing and you can feel more than hear that psychonic resonance that you've come to expect when you connect with that weapon. And normally the things that you hit that way react. Uh, This one, I guess you're not quite sure how a quote-unquote bug of this nature should react, but you think that that psychic damage didn't have much of an effect. Well, I bring that chop through, and as I register that, I want to try to rip it back for a vicious backswing. We'll see if I can feel anything connect with this. Uh, same roll to hit. It's 27, and that'll be another 10 normal damage. 
Another four worthless psychic damage. It's not worthless, it just doesn't do as much as you think Fair. it should. <laughs> With that vicious swing, your axe bites in, and you reverse it and rip it out. And you see that arm start to fall, almost disconnected from the side of this creature, when the triangles dissipate and reform. Is the whole thing, the entire thing, triangles, or is there anything uh, more corporeal about it? The size of the part of its arms seem to be quite a bit more solid than particulate. How tall is this thing? It's about eight feet tall. I can't even bite its face. Well, as I spun closer to it, whipping my axe through the second time as I'm fully nestled between its giant claws now, I'm going to take a bite at it. Get sharp blades all up in my mouth. (laughs) That'll be an eight or a nine. Sorry. I can't even bite this thing. That's it for me. Brax, you're up. Do I have the bag of tricks? Do you have the bag of tricks? I would like to think I I have it on me at all times. Like it's part like I have my satchel, I have the bag of many tricks, and I have my gold pouch. Which is like also the gems, is usually how I like to think of it. Sounds like that's how you have it. That's fair enough. Alright, cool. Well I'm gonna well, I'm gonna grab bag of many tricks and I'm gonna throw a fuzzy little ball towards the blades. That is an eight, so that is a bear. Oh, you just throw a bear at something. <laughs> oh my favorite thing. Yeah, brown bear. So I guess uh, I was, so my hope was to throw it in between Tylalore and the creatures. Should I roll for that or is it? Yep, roll a throw attack, so just add your decks to it. Twelve? Okay, we're going to say that gets it about there. Tylalore here, struggling to your feet, and right before you, Bartholomew appears. Oh! And he lands and kind of takes in his surrounding, and his eyes go very big. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Bear. You woke me up for this? Protect me. Uh, so yeah, I'm, with the rest of my turn, I'm, I, I'm just going to hold the bag out towards V. <laughs> um, all right. That leads us to the one. The sides seem better off all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I can't, ima- I can't attempt command them attack in the same round, can I? I mean, imagine if they're attacking it. It'll also have its own nature. I don't know that you necessarily need to tell it to attack him. Yep, yeah, and his eyes grow large. And I will put him on your turn. He instantly knew why he was here. <laughs> All right. No shock. Two large scythe swings, almost in a scissor-like fashion, come down. Okay, two of them managed to cut into four. Well, that's good for you. 21 slashing damage, which is halved to 10 because of your rage. And that brings us to a Valryl. Um, I'm going to draw my sword and then release my fire, my breath weapon. Yeah, 15-foot cone. Okay. You are just within range of that, if you'd like. And I'm assuming you want to angle it so you do not hit Bartholomew. Yeah, I'm going to the one on your left. Uh, I rolled a 10 plus a 4. Uh, so you'll still do damage, just half damage. So go ahead and roll damage. So that'd be two D10s, 14. You unleash a fire, and those triangles, those infernal triangles, separate and manifest once more. In a Criminy. They took some damage. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to dash to your left. Yeah, I tried, I'm trying to get a sneak attack in. Okay, so you want to come here and mm-hmm. bonus action hide? So roll stealth for me real quick. 14. Here, here. I'm rushing in, and um, I'm going to do... I so want to feel you jump kick over my head like the Ender the Dragon picture. <laughs> I'm going to do uh, Fury of Blows along with my standard. Uh, now remind me, um, are your... Unarmed strikes considered magical weapons. Not yet. Not till sixth level. 
Can your first part of the Fury of Blows please be a jump kick over me? I get my two normal attacks and then the Fury of Blows. So, uh, what number am I trying to hit? Just out of curiosity. We'll figure that out as we go. Because I got 25. I got two 25s. Their AC is only 15, so. Okay. So Yeah, because I got two 17s on the dice and 19 on the dice plus 7 plus. That second attack, you first you feel that first one land. And then your second one, I don't know, you bring a haymaker through. And again, those triangles in your blow goes right through. And then they coalesce once more in your third flurry of blows tear into them. So roll damage on your first attack and your flurry of blows. 23. Boy, he's got some punch. Hope you're thirsty. I'm serving up Hawaiian punch. (laughs) (laughs) Two points of psychic damage to anybody who heard that. (laughs) In Dungeons Daddies, that would have been a bonus. This big fella steps up to Bartholomew. Ooh, attack of opportunity? Um, No, he's not moving out of anybody's threat range. He's moving into... I'll just try. What's Bartholomew's uh, AC? 11. Oh. How many hit points does Bartholomew have? 34. Oh, he might be okay. 72 damage. (laughs) 16 damage to Bartholomew. He's going to be angry when he comes back. This one presented with the bear in front of him. 16. Nice. He's going to get a turn. He's got two attacks, too. Well, and he absorbed two attacks from those big guys. So, Um, And that brings us back to Tyler. I am back up on my feet. Mm Mm-hmm. Bartholomew is in front of me-ish. I am going to try to come around this way. So you come around to the left of Bartholomew. No problem this time. You were coming down a gentle slope instead of trying to go up a steep slope. I'm going to swing to hit with my sword. That is a six. Um, But I believe I get an extra attack. Nope, that's a net one. I stumble and I hit my hands and knees and I wince in pain again because my leg is really hurting. Um, just for future reference, also, is your sword a magical weapon? It is not. It's just a masterwork sword. Grom. Hi. And Knuckles just flew into the side of me with a whirling of kicks and punches, eh? Well, I'm going to do reckless attack. I'm going to try to duck under its right arm and circle around to the side while I try to run my axe down along the side for one attack. And I'll bring it up overhand after that and chop down where its spine should be. So let's see how the first one goes. I probably don't need to take anything other than that. But 26 for the first one. Mm-hmm. And for the second one, another 26. Okay. 17 damage and 6 psychic damage. And then I'll try to sink my fangs into it, even if my blade passed through most of it. A 25 to hit. Your bite? Yes. Is your bite considered magical? Well, I don't know about that. I don't believe it is. It probably is not. Right. Your bite actually sinks in. 10 damage. Ah, they're going to be mad they missed this. It's all ours, big fella. Brax. Yeah, so Brax is going to kind of look back, and V is gone. He's, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> he's going to reach back in and just, he's going to, so I'm just trying to toss it behind this. What if you throw it at it? Uh, just be hit by a giant goat in the face. You got a lion in there too, don't you? There's a lion in here. Our luck could be a rat. No, Cheddar Bob, no. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> to throw it? Yeah, to throw it was natural 20. It was a three, so it's a mastiff. Oh, from poor dog. Well, now they have flanking. I'm just going to get him, y'all. Get him, get him. Bartholomew, having been thrown into the fray. So he's got two attacks. Uh, first attack is going to be a bite attack. Natural 20 for 26. He was oh, yeah, mad. No joke, yeah. Okay, I'll just do the second attack, too. Uh, 
21 for the second attack. So 1d8. That's 7 for piercing. And 8 for slashing damage. That bear is angry. You interrupted his nap. All right. I'm going to roll here. And, oh yeah. Mirmalir and Grom. This creature before you disperses once more. And you think the time that it's taking to regain its form, you think, did we kill it? When... Oh, I don't like this thing. And it reforms. The one that you've been damaging still looks very, very hurt. But the new addition to the battlefield looks a little bit more healthy than you would prefer. And that will take us to Valryl's turn. Now there's one for each of us! All right, I'm going to run towards it and try to pierce it where I think it's base of its head's at. Since you're breaking cover, we're going to do one more stealth roll as you approach. 16. Its passive perception is 10, so you successfully sneak up on it. Luckily, it's surrounded by a bear and a dog, so... And then roll for the attack. Yep, I think it's, uh, you roll with advantage. Nat 20. Woohoo! 26. For drawing first blood on this creature, that is a solid strike. This is going to suck, however, if I roll poorly. Is your rapier a magic weapon? No. All right. It sinks in, and you feel that damage is done. Glad you guys are doing something. Do my fists count as magical weapons if I punched a wizard? Logistically, uh, how that's working is if you hit with a non-magical weapon, there is a percentage that they'll do its little thing, and you'll miss. So... I did not roll that percentage that time, so you did your damage. Anything else you'd like to do? And I'm going to move back and try to hide again. Bonus action, disengage? Yep. Okay, so you can kind of backtrack there, and we'll hold off on the stealth rolls until next time, because your bonus action was your disengage. I'm swinging my four attacks at... Oh, decisions, decisions. The really fresh-looking one. (laughs) This one looks fresh. (laughs) It's got some nice kicks on. On the dice, I've got 15, 16, and an 18, and then I got a 6 that only comes up to a 14. Everything connects. Or the 3 that were 15 and above. Uh, 28. Has anybody seen the movie Ong Bak? That's what it reminds me of right now. Yeah. Elbows coming in. Elbows and knees. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> so good. So many broken bones. Back up to these boys. What is the Mastiff's AC? 12. What is the Mastiff's hit points? It's 5. These two Achaeusits tear into the animals that are attacking them, and... (laughs) (laughs) And we're back to the top, to Tylalor. Um, so I stand up, so then I'm going to attack. Not 20! Come over this! Okay, so how does that damage figure then? What's your weapon? 1d8 plus 4. So roll your d8 plus 4. 12. Plus 8. 20. 20. 20. And I'm going to take an extra attack there. Swing again. And that one is only a 9 to hit. Uh, you don't have any... What do I add to it? That's strength so. and proficiency, isn't it? So I think that brings me up to... So that gets up to a 14, which just misses. Grom? All right. I feel a little redeemed on that crit. I remember that little spot on the map or on the picture that she showed me. I'm going to see if I could sink my axe into that spot. Oh, I forgot about that. A brutal little cross swing making a big X in front of me. And these are, of course, the wild swings. 16 for one and 22 for the other. 18 regular damage and 7 psychic damage. 
And then I'll try to sink a bite in the closest part to me. 25. Your bite doesn't find purchase. Snaps through your <laughs> Damn double thing all still. Getting triangles in the mouth? Uh, a few of them, yeah. I've got extra teeth now. Supposed to save those. Save those. Do the triangles taste like Doritos? Oh, this thing's in trouble. Rex, once again, I, I, I think I might have saw V, but he, I'm still... I'm just going to take one of my last little furry ball, but I'm going to throw it directly at the one that is closest to me this time. And this is a 13 on the die plus dexterity, 16. Okay, sure. Um, and then it's a six, which is a giant boar. We haven't had that yet. We're going to name him Pumbaa. Boof. Oh, it's huge. It knocks it back a step. Collision damage. It's knocked down. It is a giant boar. Uh, v, where, where'd you go? I'm over here. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Grom, this thing turns at you. Come get it, big fella. One of those is a nat 20. That's a lot of dice I hear. Yeah, that didn't sound good. <laughs> Don't like it. Those better all be D4s. Y- yeah, if you put two of them together. Bring it, Mary. That's a uh, 34, half to 17. Oh. <laughs> We're almost going to bury somebody. Oh, boy. And then this other one is going to take a few swings at Murray. Excuse me, Nermanir. One of them swings wide. You are hit for 16 slashing damage. And that will bring us to Valryl. So that boar is in my way. Kind of. I'm just going to hang tight and see what happens. Uh, roll stealth on this one, because this will be your chance to really hide. 19. Okay, even better. All right, Nermanir. I'm swinging four attacks once more at Freshy. I don't like how fresh he's looking. Fresh and fresh. Knock some of that cleanness off him. Two 19s, 15, and a 14. Only two of those land this time. As you find yourself punching a murmuration of flat, sharp little triangles. 20. Confused at the constant presence of animals. animals. (laughs) (laughs) What's the AC of a giant boar? 12. One of them miss of the four attacks. How many hit points does that giant boar have? 42. Woo! Holy smokes. Thing is awesome. 41? Nice. Wow. Holy smokes. Take it. That was just one attack? No, I'm just joking. That's insane. One of them missed. That's a kill Brax attack right there. Yeah. Well, don't have two of them attack you at once. Um, that will bring us to back to Tylor. I am going to swing again. That's in that one. So I imagine I kind of stumble again. With that, I'm going to catch myself, and I'm going to use my extra attack to cast True Strike. Which I think just grants you advantage next time, right? Correct. And I don't know if I get another attempt with that nat one or not. So uh, It's up to you. You can flavor it if you want. That's okay. I'm really hurting with my leg here. Grum. All right. Did I notice anything different when I aimed for that spot? Not necessarily, but the way it's moving... It's not quite right. It's on its last leg. You need to die now! And I'm quick overhead chop. I'll try to sever all the way through it, and then I want to rip it back up with a backswing through it. See if I can gut this thing. These are, of course, the I'm about to die attacks. (laughs) So, 15 for the first one. 14 for the second one. Those both hits? The 14 is not, but it doesn't matter because the 15... It has two hit points. I'm pretty sure you're going to hit it for more. 11 damage for the first one. Okay. That one drops to the ground, unmoving. Does it maintain its shape? Kind of. Mostly. It uh, maintains a loose shape, but the triangles start to slough off of it. 
Some get picked up in the wind. Then I'm going to... I still have a move. I want to try to dive over this thing. I got the first one! You better act fast or I'm killing this one too! <laughs> Acrobatics if you're diving. 14. You manage that, no problem. And given the fact that your first attack killed it, if you wanted to, I would allow you to take uh, your second attack. I took attack. another swing, and that was a mess. But I will bite it. Lunge in with my mouth. 25 damage. Ah, you get a mouthful of trash. Ah, I can't even bite these things. How the hell are you punching it? Brax. Ooh. So, I think I'm gonna... Hey, Bor, you get out of there and do a charge attack. So he's gonna run back 20 feet, probably take attack of opportunity. That's up to you. You don't have to do it. It's your choice. <laughs> 15? 15 uh, for AC? Oh, no, 22 to hit. Oh, okay, yeah, that hit. 15 damage? How about less than that? Can we do less than 10 so he can be alive still? <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Poofed. So, I'll s- oh, okay, uh, and I'll cast Sacred Flames um, to the one that's off to the right, your left. You sure went through a lot of animals real quick. So a dex save of 14. I rolled a 13. It is 7 points of damage. Uh, look around for Valreal. I'm going to step out, move halfway, and unleash the second of my three breath weapons. Catch both of them? At both of them, yeah. Picture a very Skyrim shout. 14 and a 15. So it'll be half. Yep, they feel the heat coming and they dissipate. And Total of five. They take a little bit of damage. And then I'm going to disengage again. Back to where you were? Yep, back to my hole. Mirmanir. I'm swinging four more. Take a step, we could flank it. There's three of us and two of them. They already killed one. I was about to say that. Like, you guys are slacking over there. <laughs> He's throwing creatures at it, and she's tripping. <laughs> All right. I got one net 20. That's how you do it. 15, and the other two ain't going to do it. 20. Dang, you hit like a truck. One oh, closes the distance man. to Brax. <laughs> Son of a bitch. The other one takes a shot at Tylor. I rolled two threes. That's great. Mm-hmm. And they get a plus seven, so they still miss. The other one takes a swipe at you and can't quite gauge it as you are stumbling around. It's anticipating incorrectly. Brax, however. So you are going to take 13 slashing damage, which will bring us back to the top. All right. So thanks to my true strike, I get advantage on attack. Uh, 10. A 10 will not hit. Yeah. So much for that advantage. Um, does that count for both attacks or just the one? I don't know. Let's say both. All right. We can look it up later. <laughs> you better hope it's both. <laughs> you got natural ones all day. Yeah, it's another ten. <clears throat> and another dice goes to the box. So I'm just swinging wildly. Having a hard time getting to hit anything in this crumb mess. Every time I try to brace on my leg, it just doesn't want to cooperate. I'm going to do a little spin move and circle around it. And come around with a backhand swing. See if I can flank this thing. And then chop at it again with an overhand swing. First attack, 14. Oh, 15. Next attack is way more. Did the 15 hit? Yes. 18 normal damage and 12 psychic damage. As they feel my rage emanate. Roar! And then I'll bite it. Only a 14 for the bite. You gain purchase, but you don't feel it do any damage. <laughs> Gnashing my jaws violently. Rex. Quite irritated that I can't feel anything. <laughs> so you you just see Brax split into two <laughs> as he invokes duplicity. And he says, you can't can't get both of us. That's his turn. Well, real. 
I'm gonna go for another sneak attack. Roll stealth. 15. Okay, good. Roll attack. 16. 14 total. I was gonna disengage as well. Alright, I got one more key point to burn. So that one's uh, 21, 18, 13, 18. The 13 does not hit, and that last 18 uh, is dodge. Uh, 14. And this one crumples to the ground, motionless. Okay, you guys. Alright, so do I have to roll about the duplicity thing? Yeah, it's 50% miss chance. Regardless, it rolled a 10 and a 12. So, Tyler Lore, you got two. Tyler Lore, you take eight slashing damage. And that brings us to Tyler Lore. I am obviously going to try and attack again. <laughs> Three on the first one. Going to go for that extra attack. And looks like 18. We like that. And 11 damage. Chunk. Grum. They're both dead. Damn it, they missed. I guess I didn't see that you killed that one. I was looking something up. Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping. One to one. I'm going to leave these alone and dash over and see if I can knock this thing down. They're going to be super sad they missed that. I'm going with to try and figure this out. Question is, do they see what we're going through also? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> There's a big bridge in the way. Rex. Sacred Flames. The burn, baby. DC 14. 24. Or don't burn, I, I guess. <clears throat> you should have got the wand. Fell real. Do we roll for stealth again? Mm-hmm. 26. Okay. And then I'm going to go attack again. 21. Roll a damage. Kick his ass, Seabass. 20. Dang. Good hit. Sneak attack is brutal, man. Yeah. Jeez. Disengage again. Uh, Miramalir. Let's have an investigation or something to see if you can't figure out how to. Seven. Nope, you're pretty sure that you wish that you didn't break that lever. Was the lever like a solid rod, or was it like a, more of a tube? <laughs> solid rod. I was hoping there was like a hole I could try and jam something into. Pretty rusty. I mean, there might be, but with a seven, you're not sure. Tyler Lore, you are going to take quite a bit of damage here. 29 damage. Holy shit, never mind. Change my, change my story. 29? 29 slashing damage. One of those was a nat 20. So that takes me down to what, nine? I'm looking hurt. It is your turn. I'm going to muster what strength I have and attack again. Nine. Okay, that does not hit. Yeah. You're attacking like you're hurt. And 16. Hey. There you go. Nine damage. Grom, you're trying to hack this thing down. Or just... I'm just going to try to take my axe and hit the lever at the base where it broke off and see if I can just smash it over. Roll an attack. Uh, that would be a 12. Did I hit it? Yeah, you hit it. Actually, I'll roll a something here. Boy, they're going to be so pissed they missed this. <laughs> we gotta tell them there was three of them. But when the third one saw us take these two down and run away. Ah, <laughs> uh, she'd never believe I didn't chase it. It doesn't do anything, but you're not quite sure that you've got your blade kind of in the gap there proper. Second swing? Yeah, sure. Since I have two attacks. Never mind, it's one less. Yep, still nothing. 11 and uh, 14. 14 hits. Okay, so that's gonna be... 13 damage if it actually hits you. Do you want to roll odds or evens? Uh, you roll it. Yeah, yeah. Evens, it hits you. There's a three. Sweet. I'm going to say I have decent intelligence, so he might be on to you for this, for this next time. Okay, now we're back. So I'm, gonna, I'm dropping my bow, and I'm going to attack with my dagger, and I'm going to use Dreadful Strike, which is a thing I got from Faye Walker. But it probably doesn't matter because 12 to hit. Oh, wait. I get an advantage because of my duplicity. So 19. Yeah. So one slashing damage and then three psychic damage. Rounded down to one. Well, there you go. You know, 
I didn't think the psychic did anything off of what Groms was going on, but... Velro, same thing. Same thing. Stealth. Ten. There you are. Ooh, I see you there this you time. Are. He clocks you as you're coming in. So you can still attack him, but you're not going to get sneaky damage. Fifteen. Yes, that'll hit. Eight, and then I'm going to disengage again. Mirmanir. Looking at that area Grom was swinging at, I want to grab the broken piece of handle and just try to jam it in there and press it the rest of the way. What am I rolling? Uh, probably just an attack, a melee attack. Ten. You hit it, but nothing sticks in there and manipulates. Here we go. Wow. Don't tell me. Tyler, you take eight slashing damage. Um, and then come in a couple slashes at you. Brax. Thirteen. And thirteen. All right, both miss. Yeah, but we're back to Tyler. I can't back out without an attack of opportunity. All right, I'm going to attack. Let's get some 20s here. This one's in twos. That's not it. <laughs> Or threes. I should have said threes, too. <laughs> I've rolled a lot of threes today, too. Uh, that's an 18 to hit with 10 damage. This thing is looking hurt. Oh, that's good. You hit this one in the face, and it staggers. Grom, your turn. All right. Smash. And that one is a 16. And that one is a 9. Okay. Roll damage with the 16. Nine damage. Okay. The rusted metal around the plating area starts to break apart a little bit. Almost to the point where you think maybe another hit or so you could actually maybe get down in there and figure out where that catch is. Psychic damage? No. Where's the shot? Rex. If I thought they were in danger, I would have raged, but I think they're just being bored waiting for us. <laughs> v, you need to help Tylor out. And I'm going to cast Psychic Flame. 14. So you beat it. Yep, you're good. Valroll. So I'm going to step out, or can we do stealth first? That's 22. Good. Well, that's 18. That'll do it. Three, four, two, and an eight. Grom's going to be so proud. Tyler, you see a blade puncture through the sternum carapace of this thing, and it crumples to the ground. I softened it up for you. Not quite out of the woods. Uh, we are to Mirmelnir. Yeah, I'm just going to try and hit the mechanism with what's left of that lever I've got. 22. Okay, roll damage. Six. Nope, a little piece of that rusted metal breaks loose there. Brax. Can't see me. Which one am I? 25% chance. Now, I'm guessing, I hope. Duck and dodge. 20 hit points of slashing damage. All right. Brax falls unconscious. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Tyler. I am really hurt. I'm just going to kind of fall on my butt and watch. <laughs> And hope that Valreal can kill this thing. Grom. All right. I'm getting pissed that I can't break this thing. Reckless attack. 22 for the first one. 22 for the second one. I'm just... Roll damage. Banging on this thing like a drum. 12. Uh, you break it apart sufficiently <laughs> that you can actually see down in there now. And oh, there's just a latch. Close to it, uh, but there is quite a bit of torque um, holding that latch in place. But you see now that if you could dial back that gear just a little bit to spring that latch, you would release the mechanism and potentially lower the bridge. I think if you hit it back that way, I'll swing in the wrong direction. Brax. I failed the death save. That's one failure. I've seen this before. Valryl. All right, I'm just going to go for it. 18, so 21. Okay, that'll hit. Six. Oh, boy. Mirmanir. I was going to disengage, too. Okay. Back in my hole. I'm going to do what I can to follow Grom's instructions as he has described it to me. We're going to see if uh, when this thing rips loose, if it takes a hand with it. Are you using the lever or are you using your hand? Probably the lever. Okay, so you're jamming that lever in there where he's pointed at? Yep. Roll a dex-based attack. Ten. 
<laughs> can, can I make my second attack? Yes. Alright, I now got a 19. Give me an athletics. 18. With Grom's instruction and your brute force, you snap that catch loose, that release, and... As I hear that thing coming down, I want to strike my best pose. So that you can see how proud I am of our kills. Roll me a perception. <clears throat> I'm too busy posing. Got a nat one. As this thing moves away from Brax to chase Velriel over into his hidey hole. Eleven and uh, twenty-six. Well, I got uncanny dodge if I see it coming. It halves the damage. That would be thirteen damage halved to six. And we're back to Tylor. Realizing the battle's not over yet, I'm going to stand up. And seeing that the beast has left Brax, I'm going to dodge to him and try to revive him or at least stabilize him. Roll medicine. <laughs> I don't know the way she's been rolling. I don't know what laughs mean. That's, that's actually a 21. Oh, he's back twice. I should be, I'm just stable. You're uh, unconscious. So then I'm going to go ahead and do that quick bonus action and do that second wind, which uh, allows me to roll a d10 plus my fighter level for hit points. So that's going to be seven points of health. You are soldiers. Second wind invigorates you after you've managed to stabilize Brax and you feel a little bit better. Grom. Now that this is across, do I see what's going on over there? Roll perception. This time without disadvantage, just because... 17. All right. Yep, you can clock. There's some commotion there. There's, you see... Oh, damn it, they're in trouble! <laughs> and I, I start sprinting. Fallout sprint. Everything I got. Fix, are you stopping at Tidal Lore or are you continuing on to the beastie? I'll stop at Tidal Lore. I see that Brax is down. Where's Valorel? He's over there. And I point towards the other beast. At that, I'll get up and start to run when it's my turn again. We found your monster. Brax, you are unconscious. Well, real. I'm going to use my repulsion breath. It's uh, so the creature has to do a strength saving throw. A three. Oh, you go 20 feet back. You take any damage? No, just 20 feet back and it gets knocked prone. It almost lands on Brax. Grom, I got you a present. (laughs) (laughs) Here, Winner. Uh, yeah, I'm just booking it across the bridge. It's going to take half its movement to get up and then back at you, Valryl. Let's see. Yeah, it's pissed at you, Valryl. And it doesn't quite get there because its movement speed is only 30. <laughs> uh, and that brings us to Tyler. We, we got to end this fight, so I'm going to charge after it and attack again, hoping it doesn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> you hope it doesn't see what you just did. <laughs> so the die that, of laughter. The, <laughs> That was a seven to hit on the first attempt. Are you really trying to protect us? I've a <laughs> 23 to hit the second time. Okay, I believe you. Seven. We'll take what we can get. Grum. <clears throat> I'm going to dive over rocks. Acrobatics. All right. I made that by a billion. And I'm going to charge in this thing. And I want to just fly through it to Axeblade first. I'm raging on my way at, up to him. Rawr! Well, of course we're going to do reckless attack. Thank goodness, it's reckless attack. Oh, 14. Oh, 15. Oh, thank goodness for one more for Primal Sorrow. 10 damage, 6 psychic damage. Got it. I'll take a bite at it. Your teeth sink in and you both collapse to the sand. I finally bit this son of a bitch. <laughs> I just kind of collapsed to the ground again. Oh, damn it, you guys are over here having fun without us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how you laugh. There's a dude dead on the ground, and she's got one hit point. You're like, you're having fun without us. <laughs> <laughs> what a glorious way to die. <laughs> what are you guys doing over there? Just playing with the drawbridge? There was a dragon. 
What color was he? <laughs> I'm running over to Brax, dashing over. I'll be heading that way too. Check to see if you're dead. So I'm down for one D4 hours, unless somebody can give me any kind of healing. And that I'm gonna essentially start a watch, just maintain a vigilance. Yeah, let's uh, shelter under one of these structures, or I don't know, did that drawbridge look better? Grom, didn't you need something off these creatures? Uh, not yet. Let's make sure this fellow's all right first. I don't want any more of these things popping out at us. We had two on the other side of the bridge as well. Oh, really? Hey. Do I remember seeing the oasis on the other side of the bridge, or...? It's been there the whole time, yeah. Yeah, look at the water. It's not just a right mirage. There. Yeah, sure. I did not notice that a bit. <laughs> 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 but I was raging, so it checks out. <laughs> There's a small stand of trees and some water uh, across the bridge. Might be better sheltering up there. Water sounds nice. At least we can wash them up. And now I've got a pot that makes soup. Once we get everybody drugged back over here, I want to start making a small scouting ring around our area, checking that we're clear. This has been Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast, a Peace in the Chaos production. Bedlam Social Hour is Peyton Palmer as Mirmolnir, Mark McGrath as Brax Rome, Carrie Dennis as Tylalore, Matt Wagner as Valryl Tezexen, Percy Steele as Grom the Toothy, and myself as everyone else. Please check out our link tree in the show notes for our social media connections, and please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you once again for listening, and as always, work hard and be kind. Well, I guess for Knuckles and I, I'm Little Spoon. Keep me warm, (laughs) big fella. Damn, I wanted to be Little Spoon. You never get to be Little Spoon. You can't be 12 foot 19 and be Little Spoon. You know what they call that? Backpack. Backpack. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an image for you.